Alright, I am kind of setting things up as a kind of... Ah, don't necessarily know how to say it, even though I'm messing up and tripping up on lines, but it's kind of like flushing what was. Um, and the funny thing is I had multiple audio files, various things kind of discovered, and eventually through meditation, I just kind of entered this zone where information would just come in at a much higher rate, yet I wanted to integrate them, or I did manage to integrate them at that much faster rate. The more I start to look at this, the more I'm starting to notice when diving into meditation slash channeling, it's as if I am activating the rapid eye movement from sleep. So multiple imageries understandings and knowledge and i guess this is where um mentioning that when i meditate oftentimes it'll be eyes closed on bed lying down and because basically that'll help me sync up all my rams like see it as a computer all the rams will go into the thoughts so that my eyesight doesn't pick up let's say 10 or 20 percent of ram or including the possible distractions that could be around if i see a picture it could remind me of something and then that's another chunk of ram down um, that i can't put into you know pushing the meditation and visualization into overdrive because that's a hundred percent of the ram and then some remember every time it increases so lately last few months you know i've been pushing this into overdrive oftentimes not necessarily cautious but now more and more i'm just sitting down and taking notes of it and looking at the difference between certain let's say way i see and feel things around life in general um there's an increasing or an increasement of awareness that tends to occur now for various things, various um, activities, and various thought patterns. And that's really a lot of fun. Yet at the same time, I do notice that it increases my descriptions of said things, which is what extended or in-depth increased awareness does, along with the increased enjoyment of it, because as mentioned way before, you do, um, you know, the more you are aware of certain things in particular or, or particular details, the more your enjoyment of this becomes or it grows. You know, if you weren't aware of it, then you wouldn't really enjoy it in a sense. You know, you can go back to general and say if you didn't know the activity on its own, you wouldn't have that level of enjoyment for it. So it's that basic. The deeper your awareness of what goes within that activity or any set activity the more enjoyment you start getting and remember you always have those two thought pathways what you prefer and what you don't prefer let's just be logical and not go with a common crowd type of you know um negative dialogue for entertainment thank you reality television for fucking that up <laughs> not really but you know you don't want to fall into those pitfalls and uh, just choose smartly, you know, choose um, out of conscious habit, in a sense. You know what I mean? You don't let the common dialogue 
go on autopilot in your mind. You actively take that stance and go, you know what, I'd rather enjoy what I enjoy. I'd rather focus on the positive, what I'm learning and and growing from whatever I'm kind of putting my attention and awareness from. And you'll see it kind of goes on multiplier. It's quite cool upon noticing it and then expanding that on various other things. So that's been going on. Increased awareness, much faster speed, dumping all the RAMs into it, and then noticing the difference. What happens to my awareness if I have split attention? So let's say when drawing, if I have a video or an audiobook on the side, that's split attention. A part of my RAMs is going to be focusing on what's being said in the audiobook, and the other part is going to be on the drawing. But here's the thing. I've noticed 100% of the RAMs on the drawing, I go into Disney animator mode where it's not just a technical drawing. It is literally feeling the life activated on paper. Or another way to put it is like I'm able to visualize the animation part or uh, the character living on paper multiple times. It's as if I'm able to re-see or reshoot a scene mentally at high speed over and over and over tweaking what goes on. Okay, that's dumping all the rams in you know i can even add colors to it in in the mind but at times you kind of want to just stay general so general movements general feeling from the character general feeling of the motion and the life essence that goes into all that so if i put an audiobook in then there's a part that will focus on what's being said in the audio then I'm unable to have that mental activity of continuously repeating the animation in my mind to fine-tune, perfect, land on new ideas, and not necessarily perfect, but, you know, it, term of expression, you know, uh, continually refining the product, um, what I'm trying to do, and discovering more ideas as I get into that deeper level of awareness. With the audio, can't do that. Too many things going on. 100% of RAMs cannot be said, so it becomes a bit more of a technical drawing or an in and out of the state. And that's been quite interesting to notice because the more I pay attention to that state of putting 100 RAMs in, the more I'm able to see how I can consciously apply that to other things and get beneficial results from that. Let's say, same kind of goes with washing the dishes, all right? Set up some music behind it and have 100% of your RAMs onto it. And you start paying attention to that cool or hot water, warm water, flowing down your hands. The pleasurable feeling that that brings. Making the activity a lot more enjoyable. Then you kind of go with different kind of techniques. Or you pay more attention to the different smells from the soaps that you're using. Like, it really kind of puts you in a trance on various other activity than simply... Um, paying half attention to it. And the enjoyment factor just doubles up. Simply by you consciously being aware of how you focus your attention and what's really fun about it. So, and also putting all your attention on it. You know? It's not, it's not necessarily hyper-focusing. It's a balanced way of looking at certain activities and 
bringing out more pleasure to it while naturally refining your, you could say, expertise at it. Or you're just leveling it up. You know, that could also be a way to say it. You're naturally leveling it up as you're paying more attention to it. And that becomes quite wonderful. Interestingly enough, and again, maybe a reminder of a very important point, you are the only one who will know the granularity of your experience in that. So, yes, the inner dialogue feels longer at first because you are aware of more factors. But you kind of want to remember that you're the only one who's going to be able to go through your own hard drive at maximum RAM speed. So it's not necessarily about, and uh, it's kind of giving you that boost to detach from this perpetual habit that we've kind of been given to in society of trying to explain it to others or whatever your favorite activity is trying it trying to explain it to others in a sense well you'll never really be able to get to that depth with another because all that information comes from your hard drive and your increasing awareness of it also brings an increase of details so in a way it's not saying not to do it or not to try to explain. It's basically understanding you don't necessarily need to feel uncomfortable in attempting to explain if there's too many details or you don't necessarily see a connection. But at the same time, you can also feel quite comfortable for that extended dialogue because this ain't snappy, snappy television with no substance, if you know what I mean. And it's not, again, not taking pot shots at televisions, it's just stating that compared to the granularity of your experience as a human being and your increasing awareness of various activities and various various things and elements in life, television dialogue is basic bitch reality. <laughs> you know, you're becoming more and more aware of that. It's basic thinking, it's basic very basic and linear thinking. And I think that's going to be another um, audio blurb I'll try to add later on. A big comparison between the basicness that can be expressed on television and it's not its fault because, again, it's a tried and true repeated format that sold a lot. It's just that it ain't, it really, really, really ain't our level of human thinking. It's really below that when you take it into consideration. Um, but it is what sells. It, so there's a bit of a balance to make up and practice because do you, when you understand that repeating that basic dialogue over and over again kind of makes your brain used to it or used to that just surface level human beingness, well, then you start switching shit off or you start, how do I say that? Not switching shit off, but you, you kind of just balance your time of watching those things. You watch less of them in that way. You spend more time understanding your inner world because, again, you're the only one who's going to be able to browse through that information at the speed that you do, depending on how much time you spend on it. So... Now you see the gauges a bit more, a bit, you know, those status gauge for your character become a bit more obvious. Time spent on television, what's the percentage versus time spent on your inner world? 
Because again, time spent on television, yes, there's a lot of great creative tools that you can pick up. And it's not to, to bash television and to go into conspiracies. There's a lot of great creative tools that you can get and pick up, especially in movies recently. Man, fucking wonderful and fantastic stuff that you can use for your inner world and creation aspect. Yet, basic bitch dialogue. You know, when you really, really consider it, when you listen to it, it's basic surface level human analysis, which is not enough nowadays. So those are things to keep in mind, really. uh, And have fun just noticing, because as you do so, just noticing the amount of time that you spend on TV series and such, and even when it comes to video games, same deal. Well you're then able to cautiously feel that time, feel what was acquired, whether it be in a negative repetition or in a positive um, acquisition of visual tools, of musical tools and all of that. And you're able to apply that time mentally onto other things, things that you would prefer, you know, to make you grow in that sense. So couple of things to keep in mind and play with all right everything kind of leads to a a result i don't want to go with consequences and then this whole dialogue of try and failure that's all that was kind of good intention bs per se because when you understand you didn't waste any time you didn't lose anything you've just gained different pieces different ingredients for your own soup then you basically kind of go okay so what do i prefer what's next what do i want what would get me at another desired point in life what would help me balance out and then you start doing you know you reorientate yourself towards that location and you just go and from that point on you're or from that point you're going to get more results more things to analyze and just slingshot yourself to another point so it's kind of getting away from that tv or movie dialogue of oh i lost all those years or i lost all this you know no don't fall for that bs just rebalance what do you want and then bam let's skyrocket have that fun and i'll try and explain a couple of things that happened recently last few weeks that have quite solely helped in that sense, which also includes a faster inner reaction to, let's say, any kind of event that would happen. There's a balancing step that kind of came in, but it's going to take me a well a certain amount of time to be able to put it into words in a coherent way. Because I think I mentioned it before, multiple times before, but when you're starting to go into those kind of meditations you're not sticking to a single line of thought you often go into five or six you know into multiple lines of thoughts in order to get to an um an englobing result you could say um a uh, you could say it's as if you're five different subjects or similar subjects would come up and give you an answer for a an initial question 
pretty much about that. Or kind of like said, your conscious mind would bring out a question, a single line of question with words. But then your soul would respond with five different types of feeling at the same moment. So it's not like this linear sentence per sentence deal. It's literally, okay, I launch a question with a single sentence. I'm getting five responses or five un- inquis- inquiries, emotional inquiries as responses. And then I'm going through all five streams at the same time to get back to the answer for that first initial launch question. But it's it's evolved. You know what I mean? It's no longer at the state that it was. Something I really find fascinating with that meditation slash channeling. So it'll be fun to just try to break it down a bit further. All right. Well, let's begin this new segment. Segment, chapter, chapter, segment, segment. <laughs> See, it doesn't really matter at this point. You just play with this. <laughs> okay. There's a couple of things I do want to add as a bombardment. And... At this point, I don't necessarily give much of a fuck about the controversial aspect. Again, it has to go with this aspect of ancestry and slavery and all that. Like, I'm going to dip my foot into that topic to diffuse the fuck out of it. Because I've noticed there's a continuous dialogue about this from people who have never lived that. And... I, I, it, it does get me into this state and place where I'm cherishing the fact that I dodged a massive bullet by having my early definition of racism be my, my own community rejecting me and other people who liked animation, anime, uh, other kind of music. So that w- Look at this as the biggest bullet dodge that I ever had in my lifetime. Because of that, early on, yes, it led to an unbalanced aspect of, okay, if you're not necessarily going to accept me because I'm different, then go fuck yourself and everything with that community. So I stood far, far away from various types of movies, from various types of gathering, from various kind of mindsets. I hated this aspect of being forced into to listen to gangster rap and I'm actually quite glad I didn't because when I look back at it now from this non-dual standpoint of course it's no longer hate at this point it's like oh okay I see what what it's about but I it's not my preference yet Looking at it now, I can see a large, large aspect of subconscious programming. The same goes with various kind of movies talking about that, with various implementations of those scenarios in movies. I can see a dis... I was going to say a disgustingly large, but it's just because it gets a bit personal. But diffusing it now... It's a sequel to the same, yet I can see that if I was into this pro, um, you know, the kind of attitude Black Panthers have, but um, this pro skin color and pro this or pro gangster type of attitude, I can see how it would have fucked around with my life. My perception of the cops would have been different. My perception of what's possible would have been quite different. Even my interests would have been quite different because those materials have a different subconscious programming. Again, 
not by their fault. It's basically any kind of repetition with a specific idea in mind leaves an imprint in the subconscious. So I the biggest bullet dodge, because I never really got caught into this whole slavery talk and to this whole ancestral aspect, which I can see would be another let's say, bound to identity, a really, really strong one, especially when you look at how the media is kind of playing people like puppets over this. Because then you're tied to whatever idea or whatever movement or whatever, 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 is associated to that perceptual spectrum. You know what I mean? Anything that kind of has to do with this topic, you'll react because you feel it is an identity. It is part of an identity. And having had, you know, if I were to have had that, you can say impression, um, I still haven't found a better word than brainwashing early on. Well, then this would be a completely different podcast and conversation. Um, because I can see a lot of anxiety, uh, from people that are still following those groups, those activist groups. I can see a lot of division being born out of that. And also one of the biggest trap that seems to be just catching a lot of people is this aspect that yes, but all of the stuff that's happening is passed on by your DNA and ancestors and all that. And it's like, well, no. And yes, the no is that. Whatever's been passed on has been passed on by your parents' attitude in your current physical lifetime. A lot of those early, remember, zero to nine is that early subconscious period impression or early subconscious impression period. <laughs> it is not a DNA ancestry thing that being passed on when it comes to attitude, emotions, and feelings. And yes, there's a bit of an argument when it comes to past life, yet your past life is not from your ancestor, from your DNA ancestors. Your past life is a soul journey that goes from various kind of ethnicity. So if you're still tied to that, you know, ancestor dialogue and the, the things that they're kind of bullshitting you with, well, then your spectrum of thoughts and possibility of creation stayed tied to that for a false narrative. But when you expand yourself, and again, remember, soul having multiple iterations and journey, okay? You kind of get the fact that you're much bigger than whatever lineage that you are, or even the person that you are right now. Like that whole line or even family tree has little in comparison to the whole that your soul is and that interconnectedness. It's literally, you can see it as a logical breakdown and point of view. It's like you're saying, I I play Call of Duty and other games, but I am only my Call of Duty character instead of acknowledging all the experience that you've had going from multiple games. Inst- you know, you're not just that one game, one character. You have a bunch of experience. So when you say, okay, well, because of my ancestry, I'm only... Call of Duty franchise, well, wait, you've played Mario, you've played DDR, you've played Devil May Cry in that soul journey. So you're not just Call of Duty, uh, a Call of Duty player. You have all those other experiences in your lifetime. So that's where you got to watch out for those. uh, I would call them, uh, 
it's like I'm, uh, it's like I, I see negative attention. I'm balancing that. I was initially going to call them snake venom trap because when you see how little or how it boxes you in such a little label of thought or a little spectrum of thought, well, it's a bit like a snake venom in a sense. Yet again, it does come from people with good intentions, just not an expanded level of perception on their own life soul and all of that it's not coming from a unity consciousness it kind of comes from a divisive consciousness you know me my origin my color my identity my group instead of seeing it as a whole and it's understandable again there's a lot of pitfalls that we could easily fall into it's and again i i call i call these movies and albums brainwashing but it's not done intentionally. It is just a, you could say, a result of a repetition of a specific spectrum of thought. Um, a less tasteful example would be what happened with the Nazis, how Hitler took control. Basically, just fostering and fanning a flame on a specific spectrum of thought that became more and more popular. And then people bought into it. And look what happened. So it, it, it's similar to that, or I mean, um, let's say I could only imagine, because I wasn't there, I could only imagine songs made about this, to- stories, tales, and such. A lot of fiction and fantasy created in that aspect, or a lot of discussions on the radio around that spectrum of thought. But it is a small spectrum of thought compared to the all. It is a very divisive spectrum of thought compared to a unity spectrum of thought. You can start getting the difference, right? Not saying that those who did, you know, hip hop, uh, gangster rap music and all of that, or even movies like that, or hit, are Nazis. No, but it is a repetition of a spectrum of thought that leaves you in a boxed level or a boxed perception per se. So when you get that, when you start noticing that, when you've seen that from multiple angles, you are more so able to understand how these, you could say, habits of perceptions are formed and created and what they lead to. And you also watch the fuck out not to fall into any aspect of division that way. Because, you know, again... Whether you're divided about yourself or someone else, whether you react about yourself or someone else, doesn't matter. Your cells are affected. So, wrapping it back around, don't get caught into that ancestral aspect of things. And yes, even if there are people from that 0.01% who are still playing that game, see it as their own hell. Repeat it on a loop, a la Groundhog Day. You know, how do I keep control? I am superior than others. I must stay to that superiority. And just like a movie villain, this is where you can use the double-edged sword of the programming. Just like a movie villain, they will panic to keep that power. They will react and just, you will, you can just imagine their face just contracting as the fall, as the cards fall, you know, without them being in control anymore. So, Play with that and do not let yourself be boxed in. Whatever ethnicity, whatever ancestry, whatever identity things that you have running, even when it comes to sex. 
you know, your, your, your sexual aspect of things. It, it, let yourself be fluid. Because if you're going to get stuck on an identity, you've kind of forgot. Your soul went through multiple identities. <laughs> Literally. Look at the large scale of the being that you are. Instead of the small, paltry, very, very, very minute aspect of humanity that's being shown on television as characters. Again, it would take, and it's not their fault, but it would take... <sighs> multiple fucking seasons to go into the in-depthness of thought creation and perceptual momentum and frankly it's not entertaining to to write for that and also to explore it to the depths that it is on television i mean like entertainment has its own formula so it, it cannot be demanded or expected yet now, you, knowing this, you kind of gauge where you're going to put the time for the, for the repetitions that you're going to intake on a daily basis. So, you're deeper than this. There's more to this than you'd think. Quantum physics is starting to kick that door open, which is great. Um, and you can start playing with the ancient texts without being so strict and, you know, what mindsets that they had back then of like the strictness the wordiness and all that blah 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 just play with it have fun all right and look into it and know that you're much more much more than this current flesh and blood mind and body that soul is a big factor in who you are and your experience so and also that interconnected aspect that we all have, which is fantastic. So, yo, have that fun. Yo, here I find myself spotting more and more of this um, beat per beat understanding of why I'm encountering certain people in my life. And it's fucking funny because it's like looking back at retrospect including what's happening recently some of the people i'm meeting in the streets and as you guys remember changing what i say and the kind of vibe that that brings out and the people that i encounter like you guys remember when i said instead of going i want to help i want to help i want to help i went i have helped and then a completely different set of people was encountered People that were kind of ready to understand some of this stuff. Well, this goes also and is also affected by what is listened to. So it's interesting because if I were like going back to some of the stuff that I was listening to early on and some of the moods and the vibes that it was putting me with, it, it, it's like... I can see how indirectly I was kind of steered through certain groups with the vibe I was internalizing based on what I was listening and who I was around with. And all of this is more of a, uh, of a um, and again, it's a bit of a shift because I'm looking at it in retrospective without being sad or angry or whatever it's just like oh that's how i got into those vibes 
And yeah, like there's certain people I'm reconnecting with from my old workplace. And I was kind of, you know, in that whole conversation or of topic of, okay, why, why am I encountering this? Who, why am I encountering this person or that kind of person? Um, I started asking the same question for this, you know, this kind of reunion, uh, as we were in all, most of us in a high state. So I kind of just put two and two together and going, well, since I'm returning back to a, a similar state prior to, you know, having a, a, a fall in with a group that is much more negatively minded I can see how this has occurred. You know, it, it, it was odd because the same kind of thing happened when I had a prior roommate. And it was kind of funny. High state, prior roommate, we started watching Penn and Teller bullshit. And that show, you know, and again, nothing against the show itself. It's just that there's a lot of negative programming and from a one-sided opinionated point of view yet as that started to get a bit closer in the subconscious mind and the interaction with the roommate that the roommate that i had at the time was had a lot of drama going on which was a bit of a recollection of my mom how my mom was which i was still keeping in regular interaction with so it wasn't you know it, it it's like understanding that things kind of fit let one thing led to another and the momentum of watching that show having that kind of interaction led to a current state being internalized or a certain perceptual box being internalized you know gotta be opinionated gotta point things out and gotta you know label and judge and funny enough, that was also part of some of the testing environments that I was in. Not all of them. It was still a very, very good place. It's just that as soon as I got into a dream job that I wanted and passed the interview, got in there, something shifted in my, let's say, vibe. I started to be to hang around that workplace a much longer. I enjoyed interacting with the people there. We were much more passionate. And that kind of energy was at the time, and it's not my roommate's fault at the time. Again, we when we don't know, we don't fucking know how this energetical thing works, which is why retrospecting is fucking great. And if you're able to do it without judgment, even better. So at that time, that shift of vibe was kind of placing us apart. I still have some. I still had some of the shit that I needed to work with because you know the perfectionism aspect was still there, as some may have seen from the second comic that I released or the second version of the comic, and other things that happened. Yet still, vibe was shifting. I started a YouTube channel for Let's Plays. A uh, lot of lot more fun interacting with the people at work, hanging out with them, and that shift of vibe was not necessarily something that was compatible with the roommate at the time. Thus, at one point, I was you know told to go because it didn't necessarily work out, and you know as crushing at the time because I was still um, you know in a state of dependencies in a way. It, it, it's just like. 
it felt out of nowhere and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't necessarily understand all this energetical stuff as well as inner introspection. Well, then it, I can see how it makes complete sense how that kind of shifted and happened. So various other encounters brought such insights when looking at them retrospectively. Yesterday, I had met a person, interesting person, just person walking in the street asking for change for to get ice cream. And I know the owner at the ice cream place, so I just kind of gave that person change. And there was an interesting philosophical discussion that we started about, you know, what was going on. This person kind of knew most and many things that were being told to the public was bullshit. So they weren't really buying into it. And, you know, that's like, oh, okay, cool. Um, Because I've been successfully, uh, successively, you know, successively landing on people beat per beat who were not having any of this bullshit, who were kind of recollecting what's been going on in history and multiple methods of manipulation, as well as having a bit more insights on how neurology works. So that was like an interesting um, meeting. Yet something that had happened inside that meeting was this person had a plan, yet would always say, but I, I can't achieve this because this, 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 this happened in the past. And we kept having a a bit of a back and forth on this with this person continuously having the same response. And eventually it's like, we got to the ice cream place and it's like, well, you'll figure it out. And I just left the conversation without any animosity, just understanding that this person was similar to you guys remember, similar to a religious person that would say, I believe in this, 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 in unity and all that, but except for this, well, it was the same subconscious pattern kind of popping up. Yes, I believe in all of this metaphysical stuff, but this, 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 this. And when I started asking, why had I encountered a person like that? Well, there was a bit more of a a deeper insight because I had requested early on, way early on, um, as an intention to clear some of my own subconscious blockages, you know, some of them that I couldn't perceive. Well, when meeting this person, it was like a reminder plus a different answer because a different analogy came up from the mental revision of the conversation and the event not to stick to that kind of vibe, if you understand what I mean. And when the revision happened, great technique, Neville Goddard and various other teachers uh, bring it. So I I highly encourage that, having a revision of certain events or a daily revision entirely. So what had happened was in order to try and explain to this person to the best of the both right side and left side of the brain, both the mental side, but also the emotional side of the brain, I started mimicking or miming the explanation. So it went uh, a bit like this. Every time that this person was saying, or it's like I'm wondering, should I do it in the way that I said it in my mind? Uh, But every time that this person was saying, yes, but I would make it, make a gesture of like a bandana or glasses in front of the eyes and go, 
those are the lens that you have and those lens are connected to your your head so lifting from the front of the face to the head and what's in your head is always pointing backward so i would have my thumb just point backward in a hand gesture movement but notice making sure that this person would have the link between this is your current lenses it's linked to what's in your head which is focused on backward so what's in your head could be also seen as a perceptual box of rule sets affecting your current lenses your current shades your current blindfold in a way yet so that leads you and then you look at the lens in one direction so at that point i'd put i'd point right but you personally as a person you want something else you have desires so that's on the left to go towards your desires you can't do that same path of having the lens the blindfold affected by a perceptual box that is looking in the past or any other kind of limiting perceptual boxes you want to focus on a perceptual box that is focused forward so again hand gesture top of the head for the box but it's pointing forward to your desires you want to keep going with your desires so then that lens those lenses will point to the left so you always have both choices it's just you want to focus going with your desires on the left and this person would sometimes in the mind during the revision just like how they did it during our conversation always point back to something that happened prior in the past as justification and it's like okay but you're still going to the right using your past to go forward so as you're going to take a step in any direction your lens based on that perceptual box based on the past and you can see me doing all the motions is going to affect each and every of your step forward and not lead you to that other path on the left which is for your desires you, you, you literally want to get that because as soon as you do a yet but your step gets switched from the left to the right because you're putting on that lens and from that perceptual box affected by the past so this is kind of like this the the hail not a hail mary but in a sense it's like uh, at times you have to make the jump and literally just focus on your desires see what comes up what synchronicities kind of come up from that because if not you're still going and walking forward every steps that you take would either be from the lens of the past or the lens of your desires and when it comes to those the lens of your desires always focusing on the end point don't necessarily ask how just keep training yourself to figure to feel and sense how it would feel like at that end point and you'll see the details kind of just fill themselves up and again everything with balance so there is a point where you're going to get a how out of intuition and you might as well just go for it you know there's a point where you might have to let it go for an amount of time and then out of nowhere inspiration is going to strike 
there's a point where you might not necessarily get the end point. So you might have to be a bit more general, you know, a broader spectrum, go into a broader aspect, a broader feeling or a broader description of what it feels like. And then again, you'll start getting the specificity. The biggest trick or the biggest key, aside from the uh, golden gun, that is how, if I was, or if I accomplished that, how would I feel? The biggest key is the Tyson training technique, <laughs> the TTT, where you're constantly giving yourself positive reinforcements for every incremental upgrade that happened. All right? Because it's not just, oh, positive thinking. No, that's basic way to see it. It's a good introduction, but you don't necessarily want to stick to that basic way of seeing it. A better explanation or a deeper explanation that you might want to or might benefit more from is understanding that as soon as you focus and get your mind to focus on every positive increments that have been achieved, your awareness of it deepens. As your awareness of it deepens, your enjoyment of the process broadens or is multiplied because Again, you're familiarizing yourself with what works. So it's kind of like saying, let's say you start a drawing and you focus on what you loved about the experience. Then guess what? Because you took that moment, just something that would seem like a fleeting one minute or two minute or however time you take, okay? Something that would seem like really short, maybe even seconds, okay? Because you did that, your brain consciously registered what you appreciated about this. Thus, it makes it easier for you to bring this back up naturally, fluidly, without necessarily thinking about it. And guess what? That All of that is like, it's as if you're filling your toolbox or your description box or your, your skills box naturally. Because you're taking conscious awareness of it. You're actually saying, oh yeah, I like this. This is going well. Instead of focusing on the negative. See, two paths at the same time. But when you choose to deepen your awareness and the things that went well with you, you're increasing that box exponentially. It's rather when you do this kind of exercise, you'll notice this. It's really fucking simple too. It's amazing when you think about it. But it's just a small shift, yet your benefit from that small shift is exponential. So that's where, and again, that's why I, at times you'll hear me hammering against the school system because that's not what they do. Oftentimes, that's not what parents do as well. You know, it's like, it's got to be hard. This is how you earn things. And it's like, no, not even. How do you guess you, how do you think you get to that genius level? You know, some would call you autistic because you're hyper-focusing on something. But the funniest part is, as you're hyper-focusing, it's actually enjoyment. See, when people use those labels and terminologies, they're using it from not being and not doing the activity themselves. So it's always coming from an exterior point of view, which does has absolutely nothing to do with you. That's why educational system 
have its it, it, it's kind of struggling it's kind of struggling because they're not necessarily helping people to fully maximize their potential on their terms and how they do it they're forced to fit into a box which if they don't fit they're labeled and then again subconscious virus kind of kicks in so hey here's to the reform right but hey use this tech and feel free to share this with people share your own variation as well because we all learn from each other in that very specific way you know well not that specific general way uh, ah, multiple ways to explain how this is shared or or skills are shared and i think i had a bit of a blurb on that prior so yeah feel free to do so we all learn from each other hey after an interesting set of synchronicities, I kind of noticed and kind of came to terms, well, half and half, but came to understand the aspect that some of this material is tricky to grasp. And I still have the objective of creating a bite-sized version of it, a McDonald version of it, to try and help, you know, a lot of people just getting outside of perceptual boxes that would hinder their lives and their mood without you know the the that perception of that perceptual box so i tend to see that there to be careful of two things in a way or to balance two things out in a way the first being watching my dialogue not to stick in an aspect of duality or not to anchor duality a bit too much and this kind of comes off a synchronicity um meeting with a person that i think i mentioned before not by name but just by what had happened with this person being extremely strict in their practice and projecting a lot well projecting inner thoughts onto others in that sense uh or projecting their views onto other without necessarily staying in that beautiful gray area you know because this person kind of went in our dialogue uh which initially started playful in a sense of just reconnecting yet noticing this person's tenacity to want one thing or another to kind of lay things into it's that or that instead of looking at the multiple things within the gray zone or the gray area you know it's never one or another it's a multiplicity of it especially when you understand the event is kind of part of a time and space but time and space always shifts so it is never you know the outcome or what is never is the same at any time and space um <laughs> kind of tricky without necessarily diving into the conversation yet oftentimes that was spotted upon within that person and it kind of threw me off for a bit or i was able to sense it's kind of like when you sense it but at first you're not necessarily able to pinpoint why there's this kind of reaction internally or what's this sensation this emotional reaction or emotional sensation is internally and then after that person had to go do their thing uh and left i started asking okay what was i feeling there what's up what generated this 
what was perceived to have caused this, you know? And it was just this strict aspect of one thing or another, no real playfulness in there. So, and I can see that because I was like that on various things, you know? Now it's scaling down, and it, through that meeting, I even got a bit of an insight onto uh, approaching it, you know, approaching some of the traumas I'm clearing in a playful and lighter way not necessarily saying oh i have it or i don't and it's like well no it, it kind of comes in and out and depending on what thoughts trigger the old trauma then it'll come up it's not an absolute so that was really fun to learn in that moment and i'm really grateful for that encounter then later on there was a second encounter which was completely unexpected but again another synchronicity and we had an amazing and long conversation, various back and forth. The other thing I've noticed is there was a large bombardment of information without necessary context to understand it. Um, that and various other concepts. And again, I can see the reflection at times, it, it, especially when we want to talk about this stuff and dive into metaphysical stuff. It, it, it The momentum of that knowledge flows so well from within yet there needs to be context to explain it to bring it up to speed so and you know i've had that moment there too in the street as well so it was super cool to have had those two synchronicity happen in the same day yeah there's more synchronicity happening during the day but those were big ones major one and it does bring this aspect and something I'll keep in mind as I build this even further, you know, building the McDonald <laughs> version of it is to not stay in absolutes. Again, watching out for duality where I can spot it, uh, balancing my masculine and feminine in that way, you know, not staying too masculine with the aspect of duality, strict rule sets and such, but also balancing my feminine in the aspect of understanding that there needs to be context and you know slowing down getting to the other person's pace per se or always having checkup pauses in a way kind of like again what abraham hicks does which is fascinating beautiful integration of it all true channeling so hey more things i'll work on too and great tips to bring out too remember gotta balance this only knew you know the granularity of your context and what you have in your mind because you're the one living it so breaking it down to the basics as well as you know having awareness to bring the context in is potentially an interesting solution well it's aiming for unity so it's gonna work <laughs> awesomeness and admittingly it's always a balancing thing so just being more aware of it makes it easier to balance in the future on other topics so all about playful and fun aspect of it kind of want to bring a small blurb again about the aspect and you know just a reminder that the intention here is not to point things out like i know i'm harping a bit on television media and all of that but it's not an aspect of literally kind of calling them out it's more of an aspect of understanding what a repetition does to then balance and um, this kind of goes in, in 
this kind of goes hand in hand in how I've spoken about various activism group doing the opposite of what, you know, with good intentions, but often doing the opposite of what they were trying to bring. Because we look at how our, our parents and prior generation marched against television, music, and all that, and we can see how there was good intention and instinctual knowing yet there was not wording to under to explain uh, what they were trying to march against in a conceptual aspect oftentimes it was done in a very brash and finger pointing way which then you know you remember what i told you about that fighting energy it'll just create an opposition you know it is not a balanced way of saying um there's use for it, but a repetition of it in an unbalanced way causes these harms. Oftentimes it was just really blunt and blatant. Oh, um, video games are causing school shooting, you know, which is, again, non-duality, right? Not entirely false, but not entirely true. It is a lackluster quote, which doesn't explain the bottling up of one's anxiety being let loose in a video games, potentially developing patterns, but you first want to tackle on why the anxiety was bottled up and you kind of, you know, you, you're pulling the string of that, of, you know, that subject to its causation or to its causational factor, which is if, Certain kids didn't have both the home pressure and the social pressure, home pressure to perform in school and then being placed all this bullshitting weight, um, you know, upon grades. And you already know the tirade I had on that. But again, that does cause a pressure. But then you add the aspect that, you know, needing to fit in, needing to fit like the, the pressure blocks, like a Tetris blocks just keep stacking up and when a release happens, when something that, you know, whether it be a drug or a video game or even a repetition of a certain kind of movies, you know, bringing this idea, this fantasy of a release from that pressure, well, you can kind of put two and two together. But here, there's a, a, a breakdown, an explanation, going a tad bit more into the aspect of the psyche, what leads to that point, which offers more substance and understanding as well as you can you know pinpoint this to various other habits that we've had in society compared to just me shouting it at you and calling you bad for not understanding the shouting you see it's tricky and again to understand it's not blaming um them for what happened in the past it's just understanding that when you're going at it with a shouty energy that's what you're going to come back as, or that's what's going to come back to you. It doesn't explain uh, in a more technical way how the long-term effects can lead to X, Y, Z. Thus, you're not necessarily educating and helping people grow. Instead, you're shouting at them, which is, as I've mentioned before, kind of like this weird ironic momentum of a prior mentality of parenting you know let me shout at you for doing something that i quote unquote deem wrong but that's not helping you it's actually leaving certain emotional and subconscious little barriers so 
it's just to reiterate that and also understanding how, again, it's not finger pointing because, or my intention is not to finger point because I know why certain movie writers write the way that they do. I understand how, why media kind of goes the way that it goes. You know, why is newscasters always focus on the drama? That shit sells, getting the numbers. I understand the game of being a high performer. I've lived through it. When it came to game testing, again, I was anchored in a matrix as well. So it was find faults in this product, do everything, be critical. And well, the mindset didn't really help, right? Because it transcends to other things. It's kind of like being um, the movie reviewer or, or the movie critique trying to go back home after work. Well, mm, this steak is a bit like, no. <laughs> it, it, it is not, you know, saying, it's a general thing, but it's just understanding the mindset for performance, having its double edge. So, again, it's not, oh, media and movie are evil. No, they're doing what sells. Yet there's, you know, all this to bring back to one's own acknowledgement of how they want to balance out their movie watching to in correlation to what do you want in the garden of your mind what do you want in your head what do you want to repeat idea wise over and over again because whatever you watch is what's going to stick in your mind whatever you listen to whatever you look at will stick in your mind so it's normal that it's entertaining to to have those you know, those divisive scenarios and such as the entertainment industry. Yet, you as an individual, balance it out. Not to keep yourself in that mindset of division and seeing the other as out of you. As not you, as not a soul coming into a body and then having, you know, the veil of forgetfulness and then the indoctrination by society to then have a specific attitude when you don't realize that whole momentum we're not separate we're the same on that level so that's where again play with this balance it out and one practice that i often do with movies is kind of revise you know if i find myself watching a movie revise the movie while having all my understandings and principle of non-duality in check or or and or slash and because you can do both you you can do all of it um or slash and uh just being op as fuck when you revise the movie and having fun with it not taking it seriously messing around with the script in a sense to have fun with it so anything as long as you don't necessarily bring yourself back into division and duality you know, we're, we're at this point where we're just bridging out of it and we're understanding the factors that kind of kept us there. So play with this, not being accusatory, but understanding how it's double edge and just balancing it out for yourself. Ooh, got myself one heck of a humbling moment. It was good. Went into a deeper meditation, deep dive about, you know, where I wanted to go, what I really wanted to do, pushing it further. And there's a couple of ideas kind of bouncing. Yet I notice I didn't necessarily take a foot ahead. And when I started going into that thought stream, 
so many things were kind of just opening up because multiple questions hadn't been explored, which then left certain chain of blockers. So think about it this way. And that's how I kind of saw and notice how the complexity of it. So I kind of gave myself a break uh, along with everyone else a break, but check it out. Hmm. The question came up, so I started getting into thought as if it was an inner conversation, back and forth, between the mind and the all. That part of us that connects to the all is the all. So we can always do that back and forth, all right? And you'll filter out what is mind and general programming, as well as what the all is. You'll see the two distinct voices. Best example is looking at Neil Donald Walsh's um, conversation with God, like straight up channeling, which is very good. Like inner conversation could be a very great start to channeling. And you'll see how it picks up from there, as well as how you're able to set up intentions. But there'll be something else. When you start that, well, okay, what I did, started that, came up with two specific projects that I wanted, like this kind of work and a bit more animated type of stuff too. And saw that eventually there was a point where I could make a mix. Yet my mind had previously continuously referred to two as separate. There wasn't enough time, you know, sitting down and thinking about it and playing with the idea. And then I asked, okay, well, what's up with that? Well, during the day, trying to do certain contracts, at times distracted by emails or even other videos on YouTube uh, or even video games. And it's like, oh, they schedule just like school and then work and then all of that. Uh, there's an automatic momentum that's kind of picked up. And I'm like, okay, how often, how many repetitions and then I started compiling work plus the years of school. But more on that momentum first, because this was a quote-unquote forced repetition, per se. You got to admit, you were kind of shoved into a mold, a mix, and there was a forced repetition of a specific wake-up time and a specific motion and pattern. So, you know, most of us didn't really have the choice in that aspect. There was peer pressure on our parents and then back down to us in the sense. So, but not all. And I commend those who just don't do that. Clap, clap. So understanding that is like, ah, okay, so that schedule, that momentum, that mindset, and then split attention, not necessarily having myself put 100% of the rams into the thoughts, which is... What I'm currently doing now with my eyes closed, but still kind of walking around, paying less attention to the body. Thus, there's more depth. There's more awareness. There's more perceptual depth um, in thoughts and ideas, especially juggling multiple ideas and thoughts to create a mix, a mold. Yet, okay, that prior repetition of schedule-minded stuff, you know, and then distraction kind of moves me away from that so i kind of went okay well i'm accepting it all as the all i accept that that exists you know it's part of duality if i didn't see that i wouldn't know the opposite more clearly and then two 
I give myself and everyone else a fucking break <laughs> because, yeah, there's depths and complexity and stuff that we've kind of been, uh, we fought with good intention to perpetuate, but oftentimes they did not necessarily know the depth of what psychological influence can be and how certain kind of repetitions can affect individuals. We just got that recently. Uh, big ass planetary collaboration. So live and let live. Just notice it, notice the repetition, understanding it emotionally, how many years and the the amount emotionally, then flip it to the other side. And there you got yourself one heck of a cheesecake for, or whatever dessert that you like for a quick repetition of the other habit at higher speed. Overtake the other one and literally imprint your subconscious mind with that new habit. It's fantastic. It's beautiful, and this is kind of like that game of continuous evolution, you know? You're, you know there's always going to be something new to grow and expand from, and whatever happened in the past, whatever habits have been kept and repeated, well, weren't necessarily ingested consciously. Um, so at that point... And especially understanding how those momentums, those habits are passed down, how simple, easy, multiple methods too. Again, all is let go. The focus kind of becomes a bit more about creation, having fun, and then helping others back into that aspect of unity. Or, better word than helping, facilitating it for them. And that could be on multiple subjects. Again, nonlinear thinking, so... A person's doing something that they really like, supporting them, keeping up with them, um, in a sense, is helping them reaching that point even further because they're more at unity with themselves. And it becomes a habit or more of a habit than, you know, the repetition of the opposite that we often see in fiction. So when you kind of get that, it, it, it really sends you on a whole different natural momentum everyone else everyone gets a fucking break and then knowing that you're the only one who's gonna or whoever has access to the granularity of your experience in your lifetime you know to the degree that you pay attention to them and to the depth of that the awareness that that attention has well you're the only one who can do that defragmenting and sort it out so, again, it's kind of stressing the, the uh, not, not alarmingly stressing, but just stressing the fact that, yeah, you're the only one who's going to be able to defrag your hard drive to clearly understand why you react certain ways. You just kind of have to, you know, uh, clear the linguistic bullshit, like... Again, as mentioned, words that don't necessarily mean things. Oh, I'm emotional. You know, like terminologies, sayings. You don't necessarily want to keep the mindset of, oh, I'm just saying. No, no, no. What you say creates and also reveals what's inside of you. So, you know, be light about it, but take yourself seriously, you know, and um, create based on what makes you feel the best about yourself. What's fun? What's really natural to you? And then allow yourself to balance it out because, hey, would you want to meet somebody exactly the same way? 
all assets, all traits. You know, so it really does have you reflecting on what you project, but also what you get back as well. So it's all a little game of balance. It all becomes quite natural. It's not that that complex, yet understanding the complexity allows you to fine-tune a bit more and not, you know, miss out on all this juice of life, you know? I know I'm saying you know multiple times, but it's like, yeah, just anchoring that in, you you won't miss this juice of life. The depth, just the depth of your attention and focus on various things that you like or just everything in your daily world is tenfolds, hundredfolds, million, billion, trillionfolds more growing and expensive for, you know, expanding you than knowing about some person on social media that did something to which you weren't even present and you can't even think as them so there's not really that much uh, you know in comparison there's not really that much depth and also how are you feeling about this how do you want to feel do you kind of understand you know that you're not inside their thoughts so you don't necessarily know what led them to certain action or situation do you understand that the newscaster couldn't know because hey mind reading devices we haven't really gotten to that so what's that behavioral habit of immediately jumping into judgment over another over what's being heard some trivial gossip you know or even paying credence to it versus just, yo, clean up your hard drive and have fun doing so without judging yourself or anyone else. It becomes quite simple. It's just having the repetition and going to that depth. So, again, the paradox of simplicity coming out of complexity once complexity is understood. But you kind of want to see it both way or feel it, perceive it both ways, in a sense. Being aware of both its ways, in a way. So that when you kind of go into most thought patterns or discussions, you will kind of be in that non-dual state. Or more often than not. You know, and this allows you to grow tenfolds because, again, you're gaining experience from going, what if this or what if that? And then you're seeing a third option, a fourth, a fifth. So your mind's going to be racing quite fast and you're going to love the feeling. Seriously, non-duality, when it, when you are... Again, just like any creation, if you're an artist, a dancer, or even an athlete, that zone, that flow, you know, two terminologies for that, that, it's exactly that. But now you're applying it to your thoughts and your own existence. And you don't judge, you don't label, you kind of feel yourself through it. And you keep letting yourself expand 
it's quite impressive. Apply that to your thoughts and wow. Yeah. And you know what? Then unity becomes inevitable. It, it, it becomes normal. It becomes, oh, right. No, duh. You know, you give everyone a break as well as yourself. It's a universal break in that aspect. <laughs> so it's quite fantastic. Again, give it a give it a shot a few times, but don't force yourself to be at that state yet. Use both that trick of, hey, if I was already at that state, how would it feel? You know, completely non-dualistic. And you're going to start going through a thought train or exchange in inner conversation. That's going to lead you to realizing more and more depths of description and feeling and understanding of that state. Um, and at one point you might hit some personal blocker. So, hey, chip away at that. But then... Also ask yourself, you know, if that becomes a bit of a chore, also ask yourself, okay, well, back to the end state, back to that end point. How would it feel? And keep playing that back and forth, back and forth. It's, um, it's quite impressive because you're able to create an interesting level of um, different experiences within yourself ahead of time. And that has you analyzing a bit more about what's going on within, what is perceived as what, why, and then where do you want to go from there? So, truly, truly wonderful state. I'm describing it even more, and I kind of understand that this is kind of going into circles after a while. Yet with different terminologies and different um associations per se or different metaphors so all of it kind of helps and again it's another demonstration of the process so have fun with this truly and give yourself a break <laughs> Ooh, touched on a fucking notch here something i didn't necessarily fully realize till now was um the consequences of having this repetition of conditional love and how after a certain amount of time like I can see how it just sticks in the way here and there on certain issues or certain momentums of certain patterns yet what I find interesting is just when when going beyond and then asking the question hey unconditional love continuously and Understanding that the unconditional love kind of comes from non-physicals as well, all the time, through the synchronicities, even question the back and forth inner conversation, then, uh, like, I kind of noticed that my body was, my mind and body was used to the conditional aspect of things. So, it's kind of like realizing not born with the conditional love aspect of things all out, which is why, to a certain degree, again, I always make reference to the kids that they call autistic because they'll straight up come and hug you. They don't see that aspect of difference. And that's our original energy. And now kind of also how they play around in their mind with creation, imagination. Um, like, I can see the connection between all of those versus the conditional training, uh, the conditional brainwashing, in a sense, 
of or the brainwashing of conditional love in a sense and it's again indirect but you look at school and it's the same process practically an extension of what would go on in the household at times not saying that all household run that same perimeter there's been parents who already kind of were aware of that and decided not to you know not to replicate it but there's many that are still going into this unconscious repetition which is again natural it's just that now noticing the you could say blockages but also behavioral changes that that create is where things kind of get quite interesting so that was fascinating just one heck of a big key to spot understand and chew through and then integrate later on because it's like whoa hey what's up with this little addiction to conditional love you know based on that prior repetition and remember grade school high school or elementary school high school college university you know and then workplace all the same perimeters until you spot it then there's a healthy balance that can be played again it's non-duality not remembering everything is and isn't it's just not remaining in the cycle that one imbalance or another creates so this is quite fucking fascinating uh i had this while at the park too wow fucking cool okay might have spotted something quite interesting when you look at a person or you get near a person uh, and i guess that kind of goes back to the whole empath thing it's not a hundred percent and i guess mm, maybe it's a trifling of words as well but uh, oftentimes okay i used to say something like i can feel the person or feel what's going on with that person yet the more i start to look at that quote the more i start hey let's start refining that because it's kind of like pretty basic to say that i'm feeling um or i'm kind of sensing the person but it doesn't really might not necessarily tell the whole story and again like everything i say grain of salt test it out see what works or cross-reference it with any other piece of information that you get yet the more i think about it the more might not necessarily be the person themselves more so the what the thought forms kind of generate meaning as an example i have a person in my neighborhood continuously on that negative path you know i can even see how it affected her body with ailments and posture problems so and this person's straight up walking with a cane so I understand it's not necessarily that person that I'm feeling, but their thought form literally going up to an extreme. I think I mentioned that person before in the aspect that uh, a person, that person kind of got super mad or butthurt over not being able to use a toilet bathroom and even got fucking angry at chihuahuas going oh i'd snap their neck those fucking little barkers that kind of stuff and you know you can acknowledge a really really deep negative thought pattern that way so 
it's kind of like what's being sensed is not necessarily the person themselves, but more so the aspect of what their roaming thought, the perpetuation of their roaming thought is. And that being a, you know, something that you could literally sense. Not saying that they have malintentions per se, yet that being a bit of a thought form type of deal. Um, it could be some of the things to look into and just having a bit more of a definition um, anchoring or a deeper definition type of deal. Because, again, remembering that nobody consciously or willingly chooses to have a shit thought form pattern repetition to get those ailments. Like, if you knew, you wouldn't fucking get that, in a sense, you know? Plus, two, we're not born with it. So... I know it may feel like word nitpicking, but in a sense, again, everything to a certain degree is a bit of spell casting. So, and watching out for words in that sense, um, or just being able to grasp the deeper subtleties, but not demanding them, but still being able to grasp those deeper subtleties, which is why that topic was kind of interesting to look into. And to realize and to possibly perceive in deeper ways. So, I don't know. Something to keep in mind that just kind of came up as I was walking, you know, in my current neighborhood. With this very interesting mix of energy and those very interesting uh, revelations kicking in here and there. So, yeah. So, not necessarily the person, but more or so the thought forms resonating around that person could be something to look into.